Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, SEO Samba. Thanks to them, we get to do these shows every day. And today on Franchise Marketing Radio, we have Jana Bailey with FranNet. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about FranNet. How are you serving folks? Well, FranNet is a 34-year-old company now. Um, what we do is we work with people that are interested in pursuing business ownership. And obviously, we have a specialty in franchising. So we do a lot of education around, you know, what is a franchise model like and what's the difference in being, you know, start, start it yourself or buying an existing business and then buying into a franchise. We work with people who do not have a clue which franchise they want or that would be a good fit for them. And we take them through a series of questionnaires and assessments and one-on-one time to really help boil down, you know, what is going to be the best match for their skill sets, for their budget, and for their long-term goals. Now, um, how many franchises are out there to choose from if somebody was interested in a franchise? Well, according to the latest statistics, you know, it's close to 4,000 different concepts. So it can be quite overwhelming. If you just go to the internet and Google franchise opportunities, you're just bombarded. Um, And of that 4,000 roughly concepts, you know, that's 90 different industries. So it is a huge variation, everything from a hotel all the way down to, you know, vending machines. So it's quite the range. And um, when a person is considering this, is this something that they're, are they even aware that there's this many choices or do they think like, I like yogurt, so I'll just look for yogurt franchises? Well, that's a very good question. And that's exactly what happens is, is people think fast food is what they typically think, anything related to food or retail. And of course, franchising is so much more than that, Um, that we help people try to get out of that narrow mindset and look at all of the opportunities out there. Now, obviously, we don't tell them to go look at 4,000 concepts, but we try to help keep their mind open to it's more than what comes first in your mind. And so if somebody comes in and says they want yogurt, Lee, I I would probably start with them and say, okay, tell me why. You know, what about yogurt? Well, I like yogurt, you know, you might say, or it's always busy. Or then we start going in to the model and what you would be doing as an owner. And it may not be a fit for anything close to what you would like to do. Because as an owner, it's a lot different than being a consumer of something than being an owner of something, because the business model has to really work for you and helping you achieve what it is for your lifestyle and your financial goals, right? Exactly. And that's what we'll go back to your yogurt um, concept. You know, we think about it. It's seven days a week. It's open nights, you know, and weekends because it's in retail settings. 
are you comfortable with that? And then you look at the workforce. Well, we ask people, do you want to work with white collar, blue collar, younger people, um, more mature professionals? Does it matter to you? And for some people, it is very important that they work with professionals and, and adults. Well, yogurt business, probably a lot of your workforce is going to be you know, teenagers, and we know the challenges that can come with that. So it might be on Friday night when they had a better offer, you're in there scooping yogurt. Is that really what you want to do? Now, um, with the through the pandemic and with this great resignation that's happening, is this attracting a different type of, of franchise owner or people considering franchising? Well, I wouldn't say it's a different type of owner. I think there's more right now. What we have seen historically is it's our clients have been people in transition. Either they're recently laid off from their job or they foresee that coming or they're just burned out with corporate America, quite frankly. Now, what we see is some of that burnout happening, happening some of that reshuffling going on and people just saying it's time to do something I want to do, do something for me. I'm tired of the corporate grind. So this is always what's driven people to franchising. We think it's just more right now. And, you know, it's coming at a time where it's coming in, in mass waves as far as people looking. What we do see is, you know, just because people are looking does not mean they're buying. We do expect an uptick, but we're seeing a lot of people who are exploring and looking around and, and thinking about it. So they make it to the buying stage, but initially there's just a flood of people looking. And then are this flood of people lo uh, looking, you mentioned transition. So typically, I'm, I'm sure historically transition was happening maybe later in life. Is transitioning happening now at a younger time for some folks? Yes, and, and people are looking sooner than they did and wanting to know their options. And we do believe, you know, the pandemic has brought a lot of this on. People working from home that just realize they don't want to go back to an office setting um, and, and thinking about their future and what's important. You know, I, I, I know that several of us had friends and family that were impacted over the last two years, and that causes us to reassess what's important in our lives. So now talk about this uh, partnership you have now with Fran Connect. Yes, Fran Connect and FranNet both service franchisors. If you think in terms of, we work with about 200 brands. Now, Fran Connect's got a lot more brands than we do, but we both work to assist those franchisors with their growth and their overall um, status in the industry as far as knowing what's going on. We try to keep them informed. So we work together on projects and data gathering to supply that information back to the franchise industry. And then also, you know, brands that work with us um, obviously may need Fran Connect and Fran Connect brands may need FranNet. So we do some cross referrals and just make sure all of our clients are aware of the opportunities with the other company. So now, how is Fran Connect different than FranNet? Well, Fran Connect is basically offering CRM services. So it's more on the technology side. And they do have programs for emerging brands all the way up to, you know, legacy brands, very well-established companies. So they're on the technology side and providing that data and helping um, the franchisor 
stay on top of all of the data they need to run their business. And we're on the side of helping them find franchisees. So you help the franchisor find franchisees and Fran Connect helps the franchisor interact better with their franchisees uh, through the technology? Exactly, exactly. And with prospective franchisees, you know, they've got programs that help on the franchise development side that interact very well with what we do as far as, you know, the back and forth with the companies on those prospects. So for franchisors mm-hmm. and especially emerging franchisors, why is it important for them to partner with a Fran that, um, why, how are you kind of a tool to help them grow? Well, we're not for everybody. Um, you know, and when a brand is thinking they might be ready to work with broker groups, there's a lot of questions they should be asking. You know, is the expense something that they can take on? You know, they're going to have to go to meetings as well as any initial fees or monthly fees and that type thing. Do they want to work with multiple broker groups or one? But when they start looking at broker groups and looking at FranNet, what we need to do is help determine if we're the right fit. Are we going to bring them the type of clients that they're looking for, the franchisees they need? We take our franchisors through a process very similar to the ones we take our candidates. And we're look, what are you looking for? What, you know, who's your top performer? What type of person is successful with you? And you know, what, what does their income level potentials look like? Is that going to line up with our average client? So there's brands, for example, if somebody says we have to have someone with a real estate license, well, that's not our client. That's not who we see as a rule or not enough of them that it would be beneficial. So those are the type of things that a brand needs to look at when they're talking to the broker groups is, you know, getting down to do they see the person I need? And if not, then they need to look at other opportunities for candidate generation. But a good relationship with FranNet can be very beneficial to a young and growing brand because we are seeing candidates they would never see. Um, we're not, you know, buying portal leads or on the internet that much. Ours are coming from our local market marketing efforts. Our people are local market based. We are a franchise ourselves. So our people are out networking and finding people that are not surfing on the internet. So now do you find that most emerging uh, uh, franchisors are kind of going technology first or digital first and this kind of boots on the ground second, or is it, it, do you recommend that it's some combination? Like what, if you were starting a franchise from scratch, how would you go about kind of marketing it, the opportunity? Well, you know, the first 10 franchisees, a lot of times are friends, family, and employees that have been a part of the flagship company. Um, We tell them they really need to have their proof of concept buttoned down well before they try to work with a broker. So if it were me, I would get my, you know, five to 10 open and operational and make sure my unit economics are attractive to other people and that the model works in multiple locations, not just in my hometown. So there are those type of things that need to happen. I would look at if I was ready for a broker group in terms of I financially can support the growth they could supply me and I'm ready to handle those leads 
who is my franchise development person who's going to be the one to take the candidate through the process? Can I support the number of leads that may be coming in? Um, I would never depend on just one source, Lee. I would always be looking at, you know, my own website and being sure it's optimized and I'm driving traffic there where I can. I would be looking at social media. I would be looking probably at portals as well as, you know, some trade shows, the expos. I would do a little bit of everything in the beginning and to get my momentum going. Um, the brokers should be a add-on to those other things. Don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. Now, you mentioned uh, at the start, a lot of successful franchisors start their first few are employees or super fans of the brand. How does that emerging franchise kind of get a clear picture of who that ideal franchisee is if most of the initial people are kind of people that are very comfortable and familiar with their brand. How do they kind of extrapolate that out to get clear on, okay, this means that this type of a person would be the most successful in some, you know, random market outside of my territory? Well, they need to really study who these people are and what they bring to the table, because just because it's a fan of the brand doesn't mean they're going to be the right fit. So look at, you know, these initial franchisees and who's excelling and what is it about them? What do they bring to the table? What's their background? What's their skill set? And that begins to paint a picture for you of your ideal candidate. We know that some of the initial people, any franchisee or franchisor brings on, there's going to be some misalignment down the road. They may be great early franchisees because they support the brand. They support you as a franchisor, but it may become apparent pretty quickly that there are some that just long-term aren't the right fit. And that's where we start having resale opportunities and we call it pruning to um, grow forward. So the franchisor needs to stay very observant, let their operations people start listing who's who's surviving and who's doing well and why and what is it about them that sets them apart. And then for you uh, to help them, you, you have to be crystal clear on that, right? Because the clearer they are on who that ideal franchisee is, that helps you identify the right match in the local market that you serve. That's exactly right. And we've been called you know, the, the uh, match.com of franchising because we really do drill into both the franchisor and the candidates to make sure we're making the best match. We don't want to just be throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. Um, and that's very important to us because, as I mentioned, our people are local market based. So they're franchisees of their territory. And the people they're dealing with, they're going to continue to see after the placement is made. So we're very, very stringent about these introductions that we make and being sure we're giving our clients the best possible options to review when they're considering franchise ownership. Now, for you, who is that ideal candidate for a franchisee? What does that person look like in a local market for FranNet? That's a good one. Um, we're actually looking for hunters, as it might be, people who can go out and generate leads themselves in their local markets. They're not afraid to knock uh, on doors, so to speak, but do a lot of networking. They're going to be involved in their local communities. I want them to be so visible 
that if somebody tells their friend, um, you know, I'm thinking about making a change, I might want to go into business that somebody that knows them is going to say, you should talk to, you know, fill in the blank, friend that person in our market, they seem to help a lot of people. So we want to become that local market expert that people know, and immediately feel comfortable referring people to. So what does a day in the life of a FranNet local uh, market consultant look like? What are the what are some of the activities they're doing every day to be top of mind? Because these people aren't running ads like, hey, I'm unemployed now or I'm about to be fired in three months or, you know, like these people are are not out and about, obviously. So they have to be kind of friends of friends in order to be identified, right? Exactly. And and I will go back to it's a lot of networking. And that does include, you know, online being visible on LinkedIn and in the different groups in your community um, as much as possible. I mean, it's great to connect with other people in the industry, but it's more important to be connecting with prospective clients. So we need to think in terms of that when we're picking and choosing how we use our time. Um, in their local markets, it's going to be Chamber of Commerce. It's going to be, you know, B&I groups. It's going to be any type of networking that's possible. Just getting your name out there. It's going to be speaking at the uh, Rotary Luncheon or speaking at the Chamber of Commerce or participating in a regional <clears throat> job fair expo type thing. So it's it's just getting your name out there in the beginning, especially. What we finally, after 34 years, the majority of our current clients are referrals from previous clients, which is very nice and says a lot about our success and what we're doing. And do they typically come from like HR background? Are they people that were in HR so they're familiar with these kind of people in transition? Um. The people in HR, as it might be, or if you think in terms of outplacement firms, um, those consultants do refer people to us. That's one of our referral sources. FranNet also has a national relationship with SCORE and with the Small Business Development Centers, both of which are under the SBA umbrella, Small Business Administration. And we work with them on national, regional, and local levels in providing education to their clients that are interested in business ownership. So a lot of referrals from these networks that we work with. Now, what do you need more of? How can we help? Well, we just need more visibility and more people to understand what FranNet does and how we're different. We're not your typical, you know, there's different broker groups that do things differently. And FranNet is the oldest. And I'm very proud of the integrity of our organization. So just keeping us top of mind, if you're looking for a franchise or if you're a franchisor, give us a shout and see if we're a fit. And then what's the website? www.frannet.com. And there's two N's, F-R-A-N-N-E-T. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Network.